0: Oh, well, hello there. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because it could potentially be the kind that bums you out the least. Now, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now teaming with another person who is not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal. Definitely unethical. Much more frowned upon than trying to say this film was presented in 4-3 ratio to preserve Zack Snyder's original vision. No. So for now, it is one comic against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the great comebacks they've been keeping in a moleskin notebook in isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The P.E. title automatically gives a person's opinion on let's say, the emotional trauma of King Kong, more weight than a civilian's. You're listening to Troubled Waters. meet our contestants our first is the co-host of the excellent new film podcast eye of the duck he's also a colleague of mine from esquire that does not give him an unfair advantage i don't think but i guess we'll find out it's dom nero
1: dave thank you so much for having me how i are just you? want to start by saying kong is king
0: kong is king huh did kong you kong is king did you see godzilla versus? I, I, this is a foolish question because of course you did but did you? yes
1: of course i did okay and honestly what are your honest thoughts you made a jab at Kong in your intro, so I just took offense to that right off the bat. Okay, okay.
0: Well, listen, let's not let's not get defensive.
1: You know, I I just think the emotional intelligence of Kong has not really been addressed enough. Mm. And that, you know, I've said it before. I'll, I want to say it here. Um, Godzilla might have been the stronger monster in that film, but Kong was the bigger man.
0: Can you give me just a little... I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the movie and you're intending to... Scrub ahead one minute. I there's no fucking way in the world I'm going to see this movie. What ends up happening at the end? <laughs> you haven't watched Godzilla versus Kong? No, can you believe it? I haven't watched Godzilla versus Kong. <sighs> can you believe it? I'm a grown man and I haven't watched Godzilla versus Kong <laughs> inside my own home. Okay, so what happens at the end?
1: The end of Godzilla versus Kong. Correct. Of course, Godzilla and Kong come together. Oh no! To face down Mecha Godzilla. Oh fuck! Off. Oh. Um, but Get prior to that... of
0: my life, Dom Godzilla,
1: that Godzilla... What just happened? Pri- was that <laughs> <Sorry>. a monster? <laughs> <laughs> no, a car was fast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, prior to their big showdown, yeah. Godzilla does definitively beat Kong. Okay. He does. Okay. And I just took so much offense to that. I was very insulted because most of the film is the film. The filmmakers are, are telling Kong's story. They're developing him as a character. They're showing sort of his coming of age. He's looking for a home. He's, he's kind of trapped in this, this biodome on earth. And he wants to live on skull Island among his people, but of course his people are no longer around. And Mm -hmm. they sort of just, uh, just, torture and torment kong throughout the whole film they use kong to fight godzilla they use kong to get into the hollow earth and so by the end you're really on kong's side it's like a rocky movie and rocky is kong but then kong loses
0: well rocky loses in rocky right (laughs) yeah maybe it is kind of the same thing okay so does that make godzilla apollo creed
1: I would say the movie has the energy of Rocky one, but the villain of Rocky four. Okay. Godzilla is definitely more of a, uh, of a Dolph Lundgren. What's his name?
0: Uh, Drago, Ivan Drago. I must break you. (laughs) Saw it in the movie theater. Uh, all right. Our second contestant is none other than Brat on Letterboxd, and you can check for her film criticism on Portland newspaper Willamette Week. It's Mia Vicino, hello Mia.
2: Hello, great to be here, thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for being here, how's your lockdown?
2: Oh man, you know, lockdown's going okay because I really like to lay down. Mm -hmm. And what (laughs) more could you ask for? I like to lay down and watch movies, so it's not as bad as it's been for other people, but (laughs) still bad,
0: (laughs) still not going (laughs) awesome. (laughs) It's not great, but if movies are your hobby, this is not a bad time.
2: Yeah, could be worse. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Love it. Now that we have met our players, it is time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week, pop culturally speaking. Now, the Oscars are right around the corner. Um, I get the feeling nobody's going to watch. I can already see the fucking Tucker Carlson segment from that Monday gloating about how Hollywood has lost touch, even though it's just this is a year where nobody went to see movies, so we're not going to go and see the Oscars, whatever. Um, Now, we are mourning the Arclight here in Los Angeles in honor of that hollowed museum of the cinema arts. Uh, We want to find out who you'll be playing on behalf of today. So tell us, what would be on your Arclight employee name tag, Dom Nero? See, at the Arclight, I know you're in New York, at the Arclight, like anybody who works there, the ticket taker, the popcorn person, whatever, they have their name, it's Tyrone, and then underneath it's their favorite movie. And I'm always, it always gives me such joy when somebody's favorite movie came out in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? When it's it's something like Fast Five or something, because that is seriously somebody's all-time favorite movie. Uh, What is your all-time? Favorite movie?
1: Well, all time favorite movie, um, I would have to say, and it's kind of a, a personal choice. Martin Scorsese's *New York, New York*, Ooh. which I think is a very underrated movie, musical, uh-huh. subversive film. Have you seen it, Dave? I have not. M- many people seem to have skipped this one. It's not really part of like the Scorsese canon. Mm-hmm. It is a film in which Robert De Niro plays a sax player and Liza Minnelli sort of plays a, a singer, a performer. It's very much like, you know, modeled after the Star is Born sort of setup. Yeah. Um, it was made right at the end of the 1970s, like American New Wave movement. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, a lot of film historians look at New York, New York is sort of one of those end of an era movies. Like, you know, the movie that kind of sunk the ship of the directors became too self indulgent and the, the producers kind of took power back from them. Mm-hmm. That being said though, I think a lot of Scorsese movies, you know, the lesser known ones like, uh, like the King of Comedy mm-hmm. have since um, gotten a, uh they have been looked at again and, and seen some kind of a, a modern resurgence. New York, New York is one of them that I think has still not really been um, uh, appropriately admired. Mm-hmm. And man, is it a cool movie musical? Okay. It's, it's such a strange film.
0: You know, I, uh, the only thing I know about it is that my parents went to see it in, I guess, it, what was it, 1981?
1: 80, 81? 77, uh, actually.
0: Really? Jesus. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that early. Um, But they went expecting a traditional movie musical. And they certainly knew Liza Minnelli and whatever. And I guess they were aware on some level of Robert De Niro, but they came back just like, that was weird. You know, because they were just, (laughs) you know, your traditional, you know, middle, Midwest middle age moviegoers. And they were not expecting to see an art film. And so I've always had like a negative view of it, even though I know that I would dig it. I honestly I told you that I was looking for comfort when I tell you I was looking for comfort in my TV watching uh, the great pottery throwdown is what we've been watching soothing <laughs> slow paced you get plates at the end of it that's as much as we've been able to handle but tonight, New York New York
1: wow really yeah
0: I'm doing it. if it's streaming you, anywhere which I don't
1: know whether you know I it's about. also the the movie that the themes that this song comes from people yeah. often think Sinatra's New York New York is his song huh. But no, that song is called theme from New York, New York, and right. it's performed in the film by Liza Minnelli in this amazing way. Uh-huh.
0: It's great. Um, now you live in New York. What are your, yes? what's your relationship with that song?
1: <laughs> I like that song. Okay. I mean, growing up in an Italian American family, you sure. know, you kind of have to like that Sinatra song. So mm-hmm. okay. yeah,
0: that's fair. I, uh, <laughs> I like it. Okay. Also. But when I lived there, it was like, okay, I could, we could, we could listen to this about 50% of the number of times that we listen to it. Uh, also my way, we could listen to 0% of the times that we listen to yeah. it. Yeah. Mia, let's go to you. What is your all time favorite movie?
2: Oh my God. My all time favorite movie. Well, this is kind of a basic pick, but it is the one that got me into cinema. It's Kill Bill Vol. it- volume one.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah. That's a good well That was too. fun. That
2: one was fun. <laughs> okay. Why lie? Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh Okay, Kill Bill, Volume Mm 1. Explain.
2: Yeah, so I watched that. I got it from the DVD Netflix when I was 16. I ordered it. And, like, that was the first time that I was like, movies can be like this? This is everything I've ever wanted. Like, this woman is kicking ass. She has her sword. There's uh, Lucy Liu, of course, who's just, like, one of my favorites. And just, like, nothing had made me feel like that before, just like so excited. And um, yeah, I actually just made all my friends watch it with me again for my birthday in December. And it went just as hard. It goes hard every single time and more movies should be good every time you watch them.
0: Movies <laughs> should go hard. Yes. Lucy Lou just got uh, just got cast in the Shazam sequel. Yes. It's a very Lucy Lou day that we're having right
2: now. Yes, yes, she did. My friend texted me about it and was like, oh man, we're gonna have to see the Shazam sequel, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. And I will be going, yes, to the AMC.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll probably be there too. Working out my complicated feelings about Zachary Levi. Uh, All right. Mm. So Kill Bill versus New York, New York is the the, the matchup that we find ourselves faced with here. Let's get into it with a game we're calling Shrugs and Snubs. Now the Oscars are often held up as the most prestigious film awards in the US, but sometimes they get it wrong. We all remember Crash winning best picture in 2006, even though other movies came out that year, we're going to name a film or a performance. And you tell us whether it won an Oscar, it or they won an Oscar. Okay. So your buzz in words are New York, New York and Kill Bill. Okay. Number one, the shining, did it win any Oscars? The shining, did it win any Oscars?
1: New York, New York, New York, New York. Is, it, is New that York. how I buzz in? That is how you buzz in. Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't think it won any Oscars.
0: You are correct. It was not even nominated that year. Uh, I just remember when there was a TV commercial for The Shining when I guess I was eight years old and it absolutely prevented me from sleeping for a good three months. Uh, I enjoy the movie, but I hold a terrible grudge against it. Uh, Number two, best picture showdown. I don't know what this year was, but which one won best picture? The Great Dictator or Rebecca?
2: I mean, I'd have to guess Rebecca (laughs)
0: <laughs> Mia you are absolutely correct yes. point to you uh, <laughs> number three Suicide Squad won an Oscar true or false true I know this whoa Mia this true yes it- right on in <laughs> uh, an extra point if you know what it won for
2: I believe it won for costume or hair and makeup
0: hair and makeup <laughs> hair and
2: makeup there we go
0: <laughs> two points to you
2: thank
0: you uh, all right I just don't like Jared Leto vehicles me neither. winning <laughs> no. awards of any kind I really don't I don't like him Uh, I don't either. I've never. He was very pretty when he was Jordan Catalano, and that's all terrific. But let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it in 1995.
2: Can we please? Yes, I agree 100%. He needs to be. He's a shitty guy, too. Yeah. 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 It's like. Gross guy. No prison or anything, but I do think he should be locked up. But like only one jail just for him, I think, would be cool. Yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. One of those um, Superman two things where he's just on a shard of glass floating <laughs> the through Phantom Zone. Yes, yes, in that exactly. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would just be great for him, and I bet he'd love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I
1: remember tweet. Can I just can I just cut in please, to say please. I remember tweet. I must admit now that it's all happened. I tweeted years ago that if Suicide Squad won an Oscar, I would eat a car. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought there's no way. Because I remember it getting nominated and all of us yeah. being like, oh, come on. Yeah. And then it won. Oh, God.
2: Did you eat the car? Not, Did you do it?
1: I have not have begun. you started?
2: Yeah, you, you, started. you should get on it.
1: <laughs> I know. It's probably going to take me
2: a, a while. Few years.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in fairness,
0: you didn't give yourself a deadline for it. Just at some point <laughs> in your true. life, you're going to eat a car. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I heard about that guy who, if you look at those like articles of like people who had actual superpowers... Apparently there is someone who can, who, he, his, his ability was he could eat anything and he ate a plane in his uh. lifetime. I think that was kind of hovering in my mind at the time. Sure. So I thought maybe I, I could eat, eat a car. It's possible. It
2: seems like then.
0: <laughs> God, for someone it is. Possibly Jared Leto. Number four, Judy Garland. Did she win an Oscar for Wizard of Oz?
2: I don't think so.
0: Mia says she doesn't I think, so, think so, and you are correct. Vivian Lee won for Gone with the Wind that year. Mm. Garland oh. was not nominated at all. The Academy does not like horror or children. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, number five, Best Picture Showdown, Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump. What won Best Picture?
2: Forest, uh, New York. Forrest Gump.
0: Okay, Mia did not buzz in. I'm
2: sorry. Just,
0: just <laughs> railroaded through us, Dom Nero.
2: I'm sorry.
1: Yes, I actually, did New say York, New York, New, York, New York. York. Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to play by the rules. Trying to play trying, by the rules. I'm, I'm, a, rule breaker, I'm a rule breaker, follower. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say Forrest Gump as well. Forrest Gump is absolutely correct.
2: I'm sorry for uh, stepping on you. I respect you, and I see the point. <laughs> I,
1: I feel mm-hmm. bad. I feel guilty for for talking over you.
2: No, no, no. Okay. I talked over okay. you. No, no, no. I will, I will. This
1: buzzer system is very stressful, Dave.
0: I will it buzz is, in. It is, I know. <laughs> That's the thing. You gotta, you, you gotta juggle a lot of plates to succeed in this show, though, Nero. <laughs> Nobody said it was gonna be easy. Uh, number six, Citizen Kane only won one single Oscar. What was it for? Now remember to buzz in if you think you know the answer. New York, New York.
1: Yes. Screenplay? Screenwriting? Best
0: original screenplay. It lost out for best picture to How Green Was My Valley. That's the mank effect, baby. Yeah,
2: mank, mank. If I had finished mank, maybe I would have known that. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I did not start mank. Go
0: off. I truly, my <laughs> level of intellectual curiosity about movies has dwindled to zero. I was just telling Dom, yeah. literally during lockdown, I'm watching The Great Pottery Throwdown. I want soothing <laughs> British people making bowls and ashtrays. <laughs> That's all I can handle mentally right now. Christian, at the end... Of round one, the scores are... Ooh, Kill Bill's got four. New York, New York, just behind with three. Let's go right into our next round. This is one we're calling We've Lost the Plot. Now, the Oscars have been running for nearly a century, so it is no surprise that there are Best Picture winners. You have probably... Well, you guys have probably heard of them because you are film historians, but we haven't. So we've decided... To just let you run with it. We're going to give you the title of a Best Picture winner or a Best Director winner. You have to tell me the plot of that movie, but we want you to make it up. It cannot be real. If I like the <laughs> plot that you have made up, I will give you points. If your plot is too similar to the real one, you will get no points at all and a, and a withering look. These will go to you in turn, so you need not buzz in. Uh, number one, Dom Nero is for you. Uh, please tell me what was not the plot of 1948's Best Picture, Gentleman's Agreement.
1: So Gentleman's Agreement is a film about two men who uh, the decide to, sorry, that's my cat making an entrance. <laughs> oh, you know, it's um, not a
0: gentleman, your cat. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're in the middle of something.
1: Two um. men who decide to adopt a cat, but one of them um, falls deeply in love with the cat and uh. the other one um, wants to keep the cat, but they, they fight over the cat and they make a gentleman's agreement to um, kill each other instead of fighting over the cat.
0: Wow, that seems really drastic. That seems super <laughs> drastic. It is, after all, just a cat. Is it a talking cat? It's this like a, cat. Oh, this cat okay. right here, his oh. name is Nunzio. He just um, walked by.
2: Nunzio,
0: Italian-American cat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did yeah. you rescue this cat from an apartment where two corpses were moldering? <laughs>
1: No, but he, he, did, he did apparently grow up in a dumpster. He was my girlfriend's cat. And now oh. I've inherited him. We live together now.
2: Oh. I have to say something that. about Please. my cat, who is also in the room and who also lived in a dumpster and was a street cat. Yes. Wow. I just, Does I just he have an Italian name this. as well? Um, his name's Brad. So I know some Italian <laughs> Brads. Yeah, he could be <laughs> Bongiorno.
0: Yeah, sure. You know, we acquired a cat. Also, they uh, a stray started hanging out in our side yard, and I fed him, and he was very she we now know uh, it was very very aggressive, very hissy, very mistrustful. Um, but over over the course of lockdown, we have won her trust. She is now the most affectionate. Oh. Like she can't come inside because we have a dog, and she will blind him with one swipe. But, mm. uh, but when I go outside, she comes up, she hangs out at my ankles. She it's just the sweetest thing in the world we have named Rakesh Lorraine okay um, all right. point to you for that one because I like I like that story I do like people uh, having a murder suey pact over a cat (laughs) Uh, however uh, the real gentleman's agreement there is no known print of this movie but uh, according to Wikipedia the plot synopsis is a young doctor realizes that his father is a quack that's it seems like it would be kind of a short movie Uh, Mia Vicino Yes. Number two is for you. What doesn't happen in 1950s, A Letter to Three Wives?
2: Ooh, 1950s, A Letter to Three Wives. Correct. Okay, 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 okay. <clears throat> 1950. Hmm. So this is a film. Obviously, it's about three wives and a letter being written to them. Hmm. Um, and in the reason why this letter is so important to these three women is that it um, it's kind of similar to the plot of early edition, which is the show about, um, Kyle Chandler and the cat who brings the newspaper every yeah. day with the thing. So it's kind of tomorrow's like that where, yeah. uh, <laughs> yes, tomorrow's newspaper. Yes. So it's kind of like that, but a precursor to it cause it's, it's better. And this uh, letter tells the future of all three of these women and, um, sweet. they have to kind of grapple with like knowing their future. And it's really, it's really like this existential kind of, um, art house film kind of like altman's three women but um I see. yeah that, that that's that's my that's my story it's, it's a it's so a cross like, between early edition the 90s uh-huh. show and uh 70s robert altman but it's in the great. 50s
0: so like the the futures like what are some really rough futures like what's the worst future
2: oh man mm. well yeah i mean there could be you know something like a deadly pandemic
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh i see that's
2: not a great future no, it um, anyway. sounds
1: horrible. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds it like all. it would
2: be a really bad thing to go through for a year. So that's yeah. one possible future. Another possible future is Jared Leto um, continuing to win awards. Mm. Um, I don't want to live in that world. live in that world. I no, want to no, no, no. no. do everything
0: I can to stop it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like he's wanna...
2: continuing to garner yeah. critical acclaim. And people love him, too. Like, it's not even, like, where people don't like him like us. Like, everybody loves him, and they have to avoid that future. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, no, that's terrible. That's almost too dystopian for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, two points to you just for bringing Leto into it. Uh, the real plot, according to Wikipedia, is, and this sounds amazing, just as they are about to take a group of underprivileged children on a riverboat ride and picnic, three women receive a message from Addie Ross. I guess we're supposed to know who Addie the Ross Addie is. The Addie
2: Ross.
0: The Addie Ross, informing them that she has run off with one of their husbands, but she doesn't tell them which one. Oh. Ugh. Classic Addie Ross. Addie
2: She's always doing this. I'm sick of it.
0: (laughs) Chaotic evil. Chaotic (laughs) evil, Addie Ross. I don't like it. All right, Dom Nero, tell me what is not the plot of 2005's Million Dollar Baby.
1: Million Dollar Baby is about a woman who makes love to a million dollars. Oh. And she births a baby made of sweet, sweet cash.
0: Ouch. So it's just like a pile? Like a pile of... Money,
1: yeah, it just comes all out. So it's- and she doesn't want to give it away. She doesn't want to spend it because it's her child. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That adds another layer. That's actually really beautiful. True. That is does. kind
1: of yeah. It's like a reverse Brewster's Millions. Because mm-hmm.
0: it's like you don't want you don't want to like waste a cent. That's your baby. No.
1: It's That's your, your child. million dollar baby. But at oh. the same time, she could really use the money. Yeah. For um a uh, extension on her patio.
0: Okay. <laughs> it, it's an emergency patio extension.
1: Well, that's a real, I mean, she has people note. over a lot, you know, she that's needs a, space for them. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. That's
0: tough. And it's relatable. I think as a story, uh, four points to you, Dom Nero, uh, the uh, real plot, as you know, a determined woman, woman, uh, a determined woman works hard with a hardened trainer to become a professional boxer. And then her shitty family comes and she breaks her neck. That sound of her breaking the neck on the stool. I saw it in the grove. Ooh, that was rough. I don't know. I what? Don't know how to, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, okay, number 4. Oh. Finally, Mia Vicino, this one's for you. Please tell me what is the plot that 1997's Titanic did not have. <laughs>
2: 1997's Titanic? Oh That's man. That's the one, yes. Okay, okay, okay. 1997's Titanic is actually an anime. Oh. It's about I know. Yes, yes. It's um I love those. Yes, it's it's about um, a really big guy he's just straight up really big and his name's titanic and he mm. um but he's like he's normal but everybody judges him because he's like really really okay okay this is how big he is let's see oh tell he me is uh i'm gonna say he's uh 20 stories tall i think that sounds about like right a building if that's a yeah, like like building size yeah no he's really big but he like genuinely wants to have a normal life. But, like, mm. it's just so impossible for him because, you know, his name's his name's Titanic, which is cruel, too. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of like um, a character study about this really lonely guy who just desperately wants to fit in but can't. And it's, it's, it's really, really tragic. Yeah.
0: Holy cow. Now, I would imagine that once he when he's walking around town, Mia, he's got to be careful not to
2: step on people and kill him. Yes, exactly. And it's, it's an anime, you know, so like it's, it's a Japanese yeah. production and, yeah. you know, Godzilla, like Godzilla is really big over there too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. especially feeling alienated because of all the Godzilla stuff. And
0: right, yeah,
2: it's, it's really heartbreaking. You should check it out. It's real.
0: I'm not kidding when I tell I'm you that broke my heart and I really want to see that movie. Four <laughs> points to you, Mia. Thank you. All right. At the end of round two, our scores being furiously tabulated by Christian Juanias are Kill Bill's got 10, Dang. New York, New York's got 7, right. underappreciated yet again <laughs> I know, but you know what, year after year the game is still young, we're going to take a little break we'll be right back with more Troubled Waters
2: Bria, what's your reader wheelhouse? A woman on a journey space, post-apocalyptic roads and magical food Mallory, what's your reader wheelhouse? Werewolves, haunted houses, weird fiction, and uh, books set in Florida for, for some reason. We're reading glasses, and we want to know what your reader wheelhouse is. We can use it to help you find more books that you love. And avoid books that you don't. So whatever you like to read about and however you like to read it, we want to help you read better. Reading glasses every Thursday on Maximum Fun.
0: Yeah, hello, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes, with us playing for the honor of Martin Scorsese's New York, New York, Dom Nero, and playing for Kill Bill, Volume 1, which still goes, me have a Chino. Uh, our next round is called Sounds Like a Winner. Now, we are going all in with the Oscars theme. This round is about winners of the Best Actor and Actress Prizes. You, you, you've heard of, like, a rebus, right? No. You know what a rebus no. is? It's like um it's like uh like pictures like hoe like a picture of a hoe plus uh oh. p Oh
2: yes. I and know then a picture on. of
0: like a pool float and Class. it's like hoe floats or whatever. Okay.
2: okay, that,
0: okay. Th- th- Why that is where my head went with <laughs> rebus. I how, don't yeah, how did you know? You, you just put that out of nowhere. That's where it went. That's where it went. I should be <sighs> a rebus writer. Uh okay. So we this is going to be an audio rebus. Route. Okay, so we put together audio clues representing some very famous recipients of the Best Actor and Actress Prizes. You buzz in with who they are when you get them. Okay, we'll start with an easy one. Number one should be fairly easy. Okay.
2: Kill Bill. Oh, boy.
0: Okay. <laughs> She's diving right in. Mia, what do you think?
2: Russell Crowe.
0: Russell Crowe is exactly oh right. Should we God. hear the crow? Should we hear the crow? Yeah, just so I'm sorry. We, just no, no, <laughs> no, no. No, I just, you know. How did you do that? She's magic. Okay, that just sounded like a like a clown horn. Uh, okay. Trash clown. Trash clown. Trash clown. You know who won Best Actor in 1998. Uh, Russell Crowe won Best Actor in, in 2001 for Gladiator. All right, we're off to a rousing start. Number two. He's the sheep. He's the sheep. even mucks about
1: with those who cannot flee.
0: And plus, Sounded like some writing. Songwriting. So writing. writing. <laughs> um, Start off uh,
2: with Sean the Sheep. Let's mm-hmm. see. Plus, oh, Cub Kill Bill. Kill Bill.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, uh, Sean, Sean Penn.
0: You are very good at audio re- is rebuy. Uh, yeah. Yes, he won in 2009 for milk. Okay, and number Hi. three.
2: Elmo really wants to eat both cookies, but he could give one the cookie monster. Then Elmo would still have a cookie and everyone would be happy. Okay. That's
0: it.
1: Really? Mm?
2: That's it? Mm?
1: New York, New York. Mm? St. Elmo's Fire? Oh, it has to be an actor. It does have
0: to be an actor. Yeah.
1: It's only actors. It's only actors. Not like composers or anything. No. Only actors. Okay. Or is St. Elmo's Fire an Oscar-winning film? Or is I don't it think TV it is.
0: Show? No, it doesn't <laughs> hold up either. It's not very good. Um, okay, yeah, that is it. It is a one-named person, an iconic one-named person.
2: Oh, oh, Kill Bill. Yes. Share.
0: It's insane how good you are at this, Mia. It's crazy. It's really oh, share. Crazy. crazy. Yeah, because Elmo was sharing his cookies. Because if he has one, and then whoever, I guess it would be Cookie Monster had one. Okay, all right.
1: I don't feel as though this part of my brain has been activated yet. It's just like (laughs) crickets in there. (laughs) It's like an empty room.
0: (laughs) Uh, maybe number four. We'll bring it around for you. This one is a little more complicated. Let's get into it.
2: This is you remind me of what I really am. This is
0: Okay. Plus Jesus. I don't like that at all. Plus <laughs> I'm a main.
1: I spell main
0: Okay. Okay. This is this is hard. I, there there is no way in the world that if I were in your seat, I would get this. I would oh, simply okay. turn off my zoom. <laughs> and throw myself in front of a train.
2: The, the first clue was, this is how mm-hmm. you remind me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just remembering. Let's mm-hmm. see, let's see, let's see. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, do you remember the band <laughs> that performed that song?
2: I uh, Canadian and
0: universally reviled?
2: I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I, I can't say it because mm. I can't give away the answer. But, okay, She's
1: okay, a shrewd player that
2: <laughs> but I know who it is. Okay, let's see. I can do this.
1: Yeah, you can. I imagine it ends with the Letters M-A-N, the name. Yes. That, that's where my mm-hmm. head is at.
2: That's also where I'm at. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Nickelback is the song, is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See, I, my head was at Jack Nicholson, but... Mm.
2: But he's a son.
1: Right, not Nicole? a man. Nickel? Nickel baby man.
2: Oh, uh, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Kidman.
0: Nicole Kidman is correct. Whoa. Nicole Kidman is correct. <laughs> that was, that good was tricky. That was yeah. tricky. okay. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, Nicole Kidman won in two thousand three for the hours. Okay, number five. Mm-hmm.
2: Hell yeah, she did. Just no, want to yeah, say. She did. Hell yeah, Virginia Wolf. She's on. awesome in that.
0: Come on. Fake nose. On, the fake, fake nose, nose. She wears. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Come okay. on, fake nose.
0: <laughs> Come on, <laughs> walking into the <clears throat> ocean.
2: I feel like. Yeah. She walks into the. Yeah, she's really sad, and she Stones has to walk in into her... the water. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. yeah, you been
0: know, been there, been there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. number five. Okay. plus Kill Bill. Yes.
2: Joaquin Phoenix.
0: Gee, I, I, wow. I mean I did you major in audio rebuses?
2: Yes, yes, I yeah. did it's- In
0: film school
2: hmm they did have that course, yeah.
0: Well, obviously, of course. the whole what, program. What, what, yes, good what good university doesn't? What good university doesn't? Joaquin Phoenix won in 2020 for Joker. Okay, this mm-hmm. one's gonna be hard, says the script. Okay. Good evening, 007. Would you care for a drink? Plus. You love a
1: stone. You love a stone. Come on, Tom Nero i know you can I, know you you got got this. I can
0: do this i can do this you got this you, you know who that was it was from a james bond movie mm-hmm.
1: it was judy mm-hmm. it, was judy Dench, it was she playing a james bond
2: movie. <laughs> you got
1: this come on now M- mia do you already know it
2: no I, i'm stalin, i'm stalin come on think
1: come on it's not it's not i, james I, I know the first letter i I, can't, I don't know what the second thing is though come on put it together oh come new on. york new york yes down near emma stone
0: emma stone is correct <laughs> yeah yes. Yes. Uh, part of
1: my my brain has ignited I feel <laughs> new pathways connecting up there
2: <laughs> wait how was the how was the first clue Emma it I'm was Judi uh, Judy
0: Dench playing m, m. in the oh. some James Bond movie I have never uh, seen a James a Bond movie okay
2: that's all is right. that okay that's am I gonna get in trouble not
0: at all not at all not from me. <laughs> They're fine. Okay, Uh, okay, Emma Stone won in 2017 for La La Land. At the end of that round, the scores are as follows. Kill Bill has got 15. New York, New York has nine. Uh, La La Land,
1: inspired by New York, New York, just saying.
0: That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. You do not get any more points for knowing that. Uh, Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. After this. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news?
1: Something about the baby Jesus?
0: Mm, he's coming back.
1: Or do you mean the fact that <laughs> Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020?
0: I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation
2: never hurts, okay?
1: Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill.
0: And me, the Ebony entrantress myself,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fantai is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it,
2: we you Nobody's off limits.
1: Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your slayworthy audio.
0: We are back with Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Dom Nero and Mia Vicino. It is now time for our final game. It is one we are calling Before the Orchestra Cuts You Off. Now, every year, millions of us watch us. Watch as filmmakers and actors accept awards on stage at the Academy Awards, the pinnacle of American... No world filmmaking celebration this year. It's all going to be different. Um, It, I guess we'll have to sort of at least partially be over zoom and we'll definitely have a sea of catty comments about which celebrities still got all dressed up to sit in their living room. Uh, Maybe Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway will accidentally, you know, leave on a cat filter when they present or they'll look like a pair of watermelons or something dumb. Uh, While most of us will never be at the Academy Awards, never have the chance to rush the stage for an award we had nothing to do with, we are sitting here ready in our digital Kodak theaters as we record this episode. So now is our time. No, this is your time to finally let loose with that Oscar speech you have always had in your head. We're going to give each of you an Academy Award. We will give you the chance to pull off your own speech Although unlike the winners on the actual shows, yours will actually be off the cuff and unexpected because, my God, you guys, you did not expect to be nominated at all. Uh, You will each be awarded points for your ability to hit various tropes within the speech-giving genre, taking yourself way too seriously, saying how much another nominee deserved it more, but then just not giving it to him, trying to make a political point that is just not as sharp as you think it is, uh, thanking way too many people, uh, or not enough people. Uh, Mia, because you're a little bit ahead and it's an honor for you just to be nominated the academy of motion picture arts and sciences has bestowed upon you an oscar for best performance in your work instagram photo on a beach holding up the criterion edition of the life aquatic the winner is mia vicino oh
2: my god this it's it's just such an honor you know this should really be going to um to parker posey for I don't know if she did that. It'd be really, it'd be really interesting, and I think this should retroactively go to Parker Posey for her performance in Josie and the Pussycats. Um, but I'm going to keep point. it instead. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Parker Posey. Keep, but keep, 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 uh, I, I'm going to keep it instead. I would like to thank um, my vape pen most of all, above my family, above my cat, um, nice. above really everything I hold dear. This the vape pen has supported me throughout this entire journey, and that is the one and only thing. I would like to thank is my THC weed vape pen. Thank you very much for this honor.
0: Wow, solid work, solid work, mate. You were you were tight, you were concise. You um, you imagine a future in which Parker Posey is nominated for awards, which is uh, a world yes. I want to live in, quite frankly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I don't know why we're not living in the world where Parker Posey is like the actress. She has Oscars. She yeah. is like the definitive comedic performer. Anyway, that's why I would like to dedicate
0: Oh, my, my to God! Her. and then you know I gave you another uh, point for honesty about the about the vape pen way to normalize it uh, thank so, you so that's, so that's three points and I'm just going to tell you a very quick story uh, there's a bar called Julius in New York City in the West Village it's like an old timey gay bar um, it's where the first sip in was because like at, there was a time in the 50s or something where it was illegal to serve homosexuals and so a bunch of gay people came in and said like we are gay serve us and they couldn't because it was against the law and so it was like it was a strike and whatever historic place once Uh, a month they have a party called Mattachine and it's John Cameron Mitchell he DJs and he plays great old shitty pop music and it's packed to the rafters and you dance and it's just fucking great I was at that it was at the the party's absolute peak people were fucking dancing their asses off to like some early Kylie Minogue track the sound cuts off Parker Posey gets (laughs) up on the bar and delivers an eight minute monologue It it was something that someone else had written and I don't know wow. if it was something that she was uh, that was like she was going to use to audition or whatever, but it was just she sat there and like ah. reverent silence. You could hear a pin drop for oh. all of it, and then she stopped and got off the bar, and the music went back on, and everyone started dancing, and it was like this is the world is really fucking magical wow.
2: when oh, Parker she's so Posey incredible. is in it. It's
0: amazing, the greatest. Thank
2: of all you, time. Parker Posey. Thank for you, your Parker service. Posey, and thank you,
0: Mia Vicino. <laughs> Uh All right, Dominic. The Academy has whittled down the nominees. seems that you have won an Oscar for best adapted screenplay for your own film adaptation of your own Esquire piece. They should have made cats into a fighting game instead. <laughs> Congratulations, Dom Nero. The podium is yours. The winner is Dom Nero.
1: Wow. You know, when I wrote a film based on an essay based on a film about how a movie should be a video game. I just never thought that the world would accept me, but I just feel so accepted right now. I well, feel seen. I like it. Keep going. I'd like to thank um, Skimble Shanks, Rumble <sighs> Teaser, you know, you know, Old Deuteronomy. Material, um, let's see. Gus the Theater Cat. Sure. Um, I'm Tom Tugger. It's a curious cat. Mr. Mistopheles. Mm-hmm. Um kinda kind of just naming characters now. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. There's the sexy one that Taylor Swift plays. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to You're but...
0: supposed to be backstage. Now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you
2: guys. I keep talking over Dom R-
1: Wrinkle Shanks. Did I say Sam Skimble yeah. Shanks, the railway cat? You sure did, yeah. 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 I think so. I just I'm sure there's other people and cats that I'm forgetting to thank, but um, you know, you're all in there. You're all part of this achievement and, and thank you all so much.
0: Bringing a real humble low-key energy and also just kind of <laughs> naming a bunch of characters. Um I, I gave you I gave you five points for that one, and I but I well I originally gave you six, but I docked you one for not naming uh, not thanking your own cat. That is some real Hillary Swank oh, and Chad Lowe Nunzio? shit right there, and we all know how that turned out. So I mean yeah. Sorry, Nunzio, Nunzio. Hopefully you right there. Okay. All right. Five points to you. Our final scores are being tabulated right now. This is going to be a close one. This is going to be a close one. Mother of God. Kill Bill by three has 17 over New York. New York's 14. Mia, you are our winner. Congratulations.
2: Thank you you very much. Congratulations.
0: (laughs) You don't get anything at all. <laughs> um except except for this. You do get to go first as we do our plugs. Uh let us know what you're working on right now, Mia Vicino. And then to write the karmic balance in the universe, tell us about something else that someone else made that you want the world to know about.
2: Mia. Mm. Oh wow. Okay. Well, let's see. All honestly, at this point, all I'm really working on is my letterbox to check me out. I'm okay. Brat on Letterbox. Love check it. it out. Um and then also, I, I do a lot of film writing for Willamette Week in, um, it's a little Portland paper. Check that out too. But th- mm-hmm. those are really all the projects that I personally am working on. Um, as for something else that I enjoy, that, um, I don't know, something else that I want to highlight is I just watched this movie, Smooth Talk, on Criterion <gasps> channel.
0: It's on Criterion channel?
2: <gasps> yes, they just put Smooth Talk on Criterion, and I've... I've been trying to track down this movie forever. <laughs> so have I! So have I! Oh, no it's on there is it good oh man it's so good I just watched it like the other day they uploaded it like beginning of the month and yeah Laura Dern is just so incredible in it she's she's 18 years old playing Whoa. a 15 year old it's like her first big breakout. Film role, and um, it's well, just you're forgetting, such... ladies
0: and gentlemen, the fabulous stains. But go on.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, but anyway, it's it's just such a, a beautiful short film about something so simple It's just like this teenage girl who's acting kind of weird, uh-huh. and um, but it's just done so beautifully. Laura Dern's always been a star and I just have not stopped thinking about this movie. So check it out. Smooth Fuck. Talk, 1985, on Damn. Criterion Channel.
0: Thank you so much for that because I too have been <laughs> yeah. looking for that movie since I rented it from Blockbuster in like
2: 1986.
1: <gasps> no. So missed this. Who, uh, who directed this film? I don't It's Joyce know. Chopra. Oh. oh. Joyce
2: course. Chopra. Okay. Which, which is... I think it's cool that they uh, let a woman direct a movie in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, not a lot of that happening. Yes. And, and yeah, and and you can tell too. I think that you can really tell that like women were creating the film and that they had a lot of creative input, which is just really refreshing. Again, yeah. so cool.
0: based on a Joyce Carol Oates short story, mm-hmm. um, yes. Treat Williams peak sexiness.
2: Oh, mm. he's so good and sinister, but also oh, charming. Yeah, like he, he's also it. incredible.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay, I'm so excited. Now I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Great pottery really? throwdown. You're gonna have to take a, a rest. Uh Dom Nero, <laughs> what are you working on? And then what would you like to plug
1: of someone else? Yes. Dave, as you mentioned, I host a recently started podcast called Eye of the Duck. So good. Um, it's a it's a podcast about film in which every episode we explore a movie we love by talking about the scene at its center, a.k.a. its Eye of the Duck scene. On April 19th, which is the upcoming Monday, um, our episode with uh, filmmaker and podcast host Desmond Thorne drops. It's The episode is on David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. <gasps> Um, if you want to check that out we're on Twitter, it's at eye of the duck pod. Um, you know, I never really loved Mulholland drive until I watched it again this time. Man, that movie is great. And a movie to plug or something to plug anything. I would, I would say, um, not just because I just wrote an article about this. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the podcast the sporkful mm-hmm. which is a food podcast hosted by a guy named Dan Pashman he recently went um it took him about 3 years he invented a whole new pasta shape oh it's called yeah cascatelli you yeah, can yeah yeah he he it's an incredible <laughs> mini series that you should definitely listen to he he went through all the steps to painstakingly create a new shape of pasta that he he believes is like the superior shape of pasta i got to taste it it is every bit as good as you imagine so i would say if you can get the pasta eat that i know it's sold out for a long time it's on now. back
0: order i did order it and yeah. in the next couple months it will arrive
1: so until then you should support dan patchman on the spork it's a really great kind of pure and good podcast great Love movie it. series
0: Love it. Thank you, Don. I am Dave Holmes. Uh, you can read me on Esquire.com. My book, Party of One, is available where books are sold. Go bookshop.org. Why not? Um, and I would like to plug a uh, a Twitch channel called Museum of Home Video. It's just at Museum of Home Video on Twitch. They show all kinds of weird shit from TV and, and funky old music videos and just, like, good, weird stuff. It's well-curated, cultural um, stuff that you, uh, I think will enjoy. They also have a Patreon so that you can look at all of their, uh, their reruns and whatnot. Um, But just check it out on Twitch first at Museum of Home Video. Dom Nero, Mia Vicino, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, we love you. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. We've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Dom Nero make a noise now.
1: Thank you for having us, Dave. (laughs)
0: Mi Pacino. There we go. Thanks. Sure. Uh, our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Christian Duenas and Laura Swisher. Christian, make a noise. <laughs> that was my favorite. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye.
1: Maximumfun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.